What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Daniel's Den. I'm your host, Daniel Pasley. So today, I'm just going to highlight just the uh, the trailers that have come come out. Obviously, the final one for the Last Dance, which has been moved up from their the June initial um, start date in terms of the ten part documentary. Obviously, due to unfortunate circumstances that we've been uh, going through with COVID nineteen. ESPN decided to move that slot up to April 19th, which is a gift. And it's a curse at the same time. You know, it gives us something to do for those of us that obviously are intrigued, love basketball itself, lived during that time, or kind of grew up just watching them on YouTube. Where the case is, you know, for somebody who grew up into the 2000s, I didn't get to see Mike at his peak. You know, being born in the mid-90s, obviously, I wasn't aware of what was going on in the world at that time. But um, this is clearly a team that holds a lot of history, uh, led by the man himself, Michael Jordan, a guy who a lot of people have regarded um, as their GOAT, depending on who you ask, whether it's him, LeBron, old heads may say Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain, you know, or guys like Kareem. You know, it's a personal opinion, but a lot of people tend to say Mike is that guy. Uh, some Obviously, this is a team that was led by him, but... Something to not look past in terms of uh, this team was their supporting cast, led by Scotty Pippen. You know, obviously he was a uh, number two, um, a guy that people I feel seem to underappreciate in terms of the impact that he had. That's just my opinion. Some people may think he's overrated, but you know, Scotty's a guy that was a top fifty player in the league all time when he uh, retired. Um, whether that changes for you or not, who knows? That's it again. Uh, comes to people's opinions and obviously with the game changing things do adjust but um, I'm just going to discuss what to expect at least what I expect and in terms of uh, the documentary and what um what intriguing things is going to come up that we don't know I know we know a lot about Michael Jordan and this team but hey man if there's a 10 part uh, part documentary I feel like there's a lot that we do not know so let's dive into what to expect people so as far as I'm concerned, this is going to be a discussion about you know the, the final season, the last dance. And obviously, the Bulls, they had two separate runs of uh, three-peats, um, obviously pretty much creating a dynasty, um, something that hadn't been seen since, what, the Bill Russell-led uh, Celtics, which is which was a, a team that pretty much went, ran the table for, uh, what, 12 years and won eight in a row. You know, having uh, 11 uh, for the total of the time that uh, Bill was that dude in Boston. Obviously, that's kind of the dinosaur era for a lot of us, but obviously we can't overlook that um, as well. But, well, the Bulls, they won six championships in, what, eight years. A team that, obviously, if you look at the rosters, they had a lot of turnover in terms of uh, the supporting cast, Pippen and Jordan were the Two uh, two guys that led the led the charge in terms of the team. Obviously, you know Jordan has been labeled the goat by many people, whether it's after his career or whether it was as soon as he won three in a row in '93. Just looking at the old footage and watching old games, you know he had guys even playing against them or former players, and everybody kind of saying, "Hey, man, like this guy's that dude." And obviously, in '98, he cemented his legacy with uh, that run, but. I would definitely say that it wasn't easy. I, I mean, just like anything else in life, anything that may look easy in terms of just winning a championship, uh, this team had a lot of turmoil. So that's that's the biggest thing I'm looking at, especially 
for those of us that are aware, you know, I, I grew up obviously in the 2000s. I, I was born in the middle of the 90s, but I wasn't old enough to know what was going on in the world in terms of uh, my surroundings. So I didn't really obviously have a chance to watch things live, obviously, because I wasn't old enough. But um, for me, I, I would say the, the Jordan team definitely played a role in my love for the game. Uh, sorry, Jordan teams. My love for the game, obviously, having my brothers grow up during that time, uh, them being obsessed with him, having um, all of his uh, documentaries, you know, come fly with me, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, he had a he had a pretty big legacy, especially that being an era that was really the the really the peak in terms of the media. I know, obviously, Magic and Bird, you can argue, um, pretty much saved the NBA in terms of. You know, they, they were on tape delay for many years during the finals. You know, those are games that we all look up, look forward to. We, we had the luxury of watching it on different uh, um, media services or streams or even through cable if, for those who still have it. But um, it was clearly something that we, we take for granted. But obviously, during those times, Magic and Bird helped save the NBA. And then Jordan was given the platform in terms of the media thing, in terms of a player having so much uh, control over just not even just about their impact on the game itself, but in terms of their brand, uh, certain ties they have. And obviously we see that today with guys like LeBron, guys like KD, so on. And maybe they've taken it to an even greater level based on, uh, you know, watching his um, example. So we can't overlook, obviously, Jordan's impact on the on the game and even sports in general. But uh, just before I kind of get out of uh, – sorry, off topic um, – I'd definitely say just relating back to obviously the year, which is 1998. Um, this was a time that, you know, it was it was very under question in terms of one, would Mike come back? Two, you know, Phil Jackson was a, a guy, despite winning five championships at the time, he was a guy that wasn't really expected to be signed back. Obviously, him and uh with Kraus, a guy that a lot of people knew that if you kind of ticked him off, you weren't really gonna get your money and or we weren't even going to be a part of the team. You're going to be gone one way or the other, which is pretty absurd to think about, especially because, as I said, this team was very successful. I know they tend to say, well, he had Michael Jordan, he had Kobe, and so on and so forth. But obviously, he still got a coach. That's the big thing, because there were obviously some people like Doug Collins was there right before, and he couldn't get it done. And obviously... Phil implemented some things into Mike and obviously the, the rest is history, but um, it, it, it's really messed up. And obviously this Scottie Pippen and Tony Kukoc situation, which was pretty crazy to think of because I know some people may think Scottie's a little bit overrated. Some people think he's underappreciated. I tend to think he's very under uh, underappreciated, especially because, you know, he had, a, he had an impact on the game. Obviously it was a different era, but you know, the Bulls didn't really see his worth and obviously paid Kukoc looking to pretty much, um, one, Kraus believed in him, and two, the money uh, that Pippen was offered. He realized, like, hey, man, I'm not really valued here. And it was nearly traded for uh, Sean Kemp until uh, Jordan stepped in. And I've heard that um, T-Mac, and I think, I think this is well-documented, um, T-Mac was apparently going to be traded on draft day for Pippen, but... Jordan uh, had threatened to retire then and there and say, hey, let's uh, cool it uh, with that. But what I'm looking forward to in terms of uh, the, the the documentary itself, I'm looking on in terms of, you know, the, the impact of 
this team, especially because you look at them as almost like they're a rock stars, even from the role players, guys like Steve Kerr, guys like Judd Bushler, guys like that who are on the team that you may not even know about, Luke Longley, guys like that, guys who had an impact but didn't, obviously weren't Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen or even Dennis Rodman who was doing, you know, his own thing. That was another thing I meant to say, obviously, the kind of the circus that he went on with in terms of his off-court antics, which was kind of documented in the second of the third championship during that uh, second uh, three-peat in terms of, um, you know, I, I kind of looked back and, and you know, watch, watched uh, the 97 run, and there was some concern with, uh, you know, the Bulls not necessarily feeling that his attention wasn't really directed towards basketball um, in terms of his uh, nightlife and obviously committing to what was known as the WCW during that time, you know, for those uh, aware of the Monday Night Wars and uh, professional wrestling. But, you know, that's a that's another story. But just looking at, you know, the lot, a lot of the storylines here, um, the relationships amongst the players, it, you know, it's kind of said that obviously Jordan was a guy that had a killer killer's mentality. A lot of people try to be cliche with it in terms of the way he approached things. Um, been documented that he he has kind of got into it with some guys like Steve Kerr, Horace Grant. Um, obviously, he wasn't on this team, but just looking at the relationships in terms of um, what was going on, because it seemed like everybody from the front office to the the, the players, man, it, for a team that was on the verge of uh, making history, is really surprising to see that. It's like, well, how is this team really – this is it in terms of, you know, MJ's in it, in his prime, just won a scoring title, just won an MVP, uh, his fifth one for his career. And you're saying, hey, you know, we're going to wrap things up like that. That sounds crazy to me. If, if that happened today and you said, well, just looking back at the Warriors, let's say KD, you know, decided to retire if they had won three in a row and they were fully healthy. And then they said, OK, we're done. You know, we're going to blow this team up, which a lot of us would look at them like, what are you doing? But I think. um the Bulls kind of exhibited, you know, there was such dysfunction amongst the team. And obviously, um, just just the impact of um, the the team itself in terms of the next generation. Because you kind of look at Kobe, guys like um, Justin Timberlake, I think, is involved. I'm not sure who else in terms of former players. I kind of I watched the trailers here and there, but I feel like obviously they're trying to not not really trying to spoil things, especially because it's ten parter. You you just it seems like it's like, hey man, there's ten parts. And that that means there's a lot of layers to it. Um which is something to me I feel is is a little um little intriguing for me. And then um the question that arises for a lot of people is in terms of would this team win going into the two thousands if they had eventually, you know, stuck together or somehow came came to an agreement to keep things intact in because obviously if you look at the Utah run uh for those that watched that series in terms of uh the turmoil even the, the leading up to it first round New Jersey was a they swept them um you look at Charlotte they beat them in five games with uh Anthony Mason you know the old bull BJ Armstrong uh being there and uh Glenn Rice when he was an, an all NBA player. And then if you look at um, the uh, Western, sorry, Eastern conference finals, that was the first uh, game seven that they had since 92. So it, it was, this was by far their, probably their most uh, difficult run since 92. You can argue in terms of uh, being pushed to the limit, um, kind of going through some uh, 
some lulls here and there and eventually, you know, breaking through with a championship. So um, would they have to obviously address, you know, Scotty's injury history in terms of, you know, his back? He looked broken during that uh, game six um, where, you know, Jordan did have a monster game. He didn't shoot well, but they did seem to generate some offense outside of him. Um, just looking at the stats, um, the team, the sporting cast outside of him shot like 50%. He shot a poor percentage if you look at the numbers. But obviously what we remember is how he closed that game. And him, if you look at the the names, he didn't really have a lot of scoring threats that were known, obviously, in that game because Pippen was pretty much playing with a, a back that was pretty much um, in shambles based on uh, the way he was walking. but. Um, and obviously how this impacted the agenda of the rest of the league, especially because if you look at it, the lockout season did happen, uh, afterwards. And you kind of wonder what, what, um, what teams were impacted in terms of their agenda. And obviously the Lakers, I think primarily get affected by this. Cause obviously Phil Jackson was a guy that a lot of teams were covered, trying to covet in terms of, uh, uh, who they were trying to get. The um, Knicks were rumored when uh, Dave Checkets was there to take over um, in uh, the 99-2000 season, but obviously he decided to go to L.A., made the best decision, and created a dynasty there. So, I, I, you know, it, it, to me, it's it's funny because I think this team has such an impact, not only in terms of this season itself, in terms of the, the last dance as it's been titled, but I'm just intrigued to see how, you know, this team – really had such an impact in terms of uh, that next generation, man, because a lot of pe- people, I know we try to get caught up in comparisons, but I think uh, there's no doubt that every superstar in every generation has an impact. And I think obviously not having um, internet, social media made the bulls, I think probably have, if you can argue had the most impact in terms of the nostalgia, just because a lot of people, had the memorabilia, had the DVDs. It wasn't like YouTube where you just pull up the championship run. You know, this this was a team that was pretty much the first of that. So I, I you know, it's 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 real, uh, real appreciative of um, for myself. I'm real appreciative in ter- in terms of uh what this team has done, obviously for the next generation. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, what dialogues are there gonna are there is there gonna be discussed in terms of uh, um what's going on with this team and in, in that time period and um yeah man let me know what you guys think appreciate the love and support looking forward to this documentary you know it's unfortunate that um this had to come about but hey man uh, i think we're in for a treat despite the tough time so please as i've been saying stay safe take care of yourselves self distance social distance quarantine whatever you got to do man we got to take care of each other one way or another we're gonna eventually get through this so Uh, Take care, y'all. Stay safe. Peace.